Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Welcome to none other than Kate McDonald, e-commerce coach and product launch expert. I'm so excited to have Kate on the podcast. She's a dear friend, a client, and I don't know, so many things to me. And I just am so inspired by her and her journey and her success. Um, So welcome. Thanks, Rach. Um, Thanks for the warm welcome and so happy to be here. So my name is Kate and I am from Sydney. I am a mum. I have three stepchildren and two children of my own. Um, And yeah, I run an e-commerce business and also a coaching business to help women in e-commerce really find success online. Amazing. And you do an amazing job at it. You're incredible, (laughs) Um, particularly with your Instagram marketing. I just bow down to you in that regard. (laughs) You're amazing. Um, So tell us a little, I'd love to explore your backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, How long have you been in business? How did it all start? Um, What were you doing before that? Just tell us a little bit about your journey. Take us down memory lane. Yeah, so really it happened seven years ago um, when I had my son and I was on maternity leave. So I was um, working for the government and I was actually a detector dog handler and trainer. Um, So that was my full-time job and I loved training animals and I used to be a SEAL trainer as well. Just throw that in there. Um, I love that. I was hoping you were going to mention that. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, for my whole career, basically since I left school, everything was about animals. I did all those jobs and I really loved training animals. So that's where I was. And when I had my son, I was on maternity leave. I was just craving something, you know, just something for myself. And I was really in tune with Instagram, not for personal use, but was really uh, inspired by lots of women um, creating these online businesses. I was like, hey, what is this all about? Um, And so that really sparked me to start my very first business, which was called um, Logan and Alice. And I developed my own line of silicon baby teethers, believe it or not, um, which actually did really, really well. So I was kind of juggling the whole business, going back to full-time work after that, And just really enjoyed the whole process, you know, the marketing and learning the Instagram and building the websites. Like I did all the things myself um, and I just felt this really big passion about it uh, Mm -hmm. and it brought so much joy. But then, you know, 12 months later, I myself and my business partner at the time um, created a new product, a totally different niche. And I thought, wondering what I could do with this one if I had success with the other one. So that one, sorry, the first one was actually built to six figures online, that one, um, without paid marketing, right? Amazing. Yeah. So Both then I was working full-time and juggling children. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh the juggle was real. I won't, yeah. I won't lie. The juggle yeah. was, but really, you know, the passion for it, utilize those spare moments of time to build it, learn and um, and grow that business. And it was really doing quite well um, for what it was. And then I thought, well, with this second business, could I apply the same strategies? I think this was the test for me is different product, different niche. And it was all about um, really dog trainers. Like I said, I had that animal background and we yeah. created a training pouch for 
animal trainers like myself. And I was able to apply those strategies for that business and it grew even quicker um, than the first one. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm onto something here. You know, it wasn't just like a bit of a fluke. Um, And that's where I really started to dive deeper and deeper into all this online marketing, particular Instagram and email marketing is my thing. I'm not really about the paid marketing because I have had lots of success utilizing those platforms alone. And yeah, and I've grown that business and I still have that business today. And it's a multi six figure business um, selling silicon treat pouches, believe it or not. Um, And I guess along that journey, I had so many women reaching out like, how do you do this? And I want to start my own business. And that's where this coaching business became um, a thing because I was like, I'm so passionate about it and I don't want to start any more businesses selling products. I think it was like do I do another product or do I do the coaching? So yeah, so that's where the coaching business came about. So I could help more women who were like me that, you know, have children or they're juggling life and they want something for themselves. um, Just understand how it all works because we generally don't have any idea how it works. We just want to do something. And um, yeah, so now I coach women to achieve similar results with their own businesses. Amazing. So you, yeah, you're clearly so passionate about it. And I guess, you know, going back to that, that real hustle phase, is that something that I've observed, observed over time, I guess, is that the businesses that do succeed and that do, I guess, end up thriving, because it is a little bit of a hard slog in the beginning, are the ones that actually have a passion about what they're doing, because that's the driver, like that's why you're okay about staying up till midnight some nights updating the website or you know you're dead tired with a a tired teething baby but even when the nap time comes around you instead of sitting on the couch with a cup of tea you're there at your laptop Um, and I completely relate to that and I think that there's you know it's nice to normalize that yeah that's a part of the you know sometimes when you are in those early stages you have to sort of you have to be juggling. Like it's not, you can't just all of a sudden have a successful business because you decide you want one right there and there. Yeah, oh, it'd be lovely. Yeah, but, wouldn't it? <laughs> but we know that's not the reality of, like you said, successful business owners. Yes, yeah. it comes to a point where it does get a little bit easier, but definitely if you want something, you've got to have the motivation, the determination, and you do need to try and juggle and, you know, add those little pockets of time yeah. in or the outcome that you want. And um, yeah, it's definitely not easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but it can definitely be worth it for sure. Yeah, exactly. And especially when you do get that joy and fulfillment from it, um, like that's the reward most it, of the time. <laughs> it is. It's, it so is. And it, can, and it can change everything in your life. And I think for me, when I did start, initially it wasn't, you know, um, going to be this big thing, right? But yeah. um, you know, it ended up turning into something that I wasn't planning. And then from therein, it was kind of like, well, what's the goal with this? And as you know, Rach, you know, my goal was to kind of leave my full-time job, like yeah. leave that behind, have that flexibility with my children and and my family. So, um, which I have been able to achieve and it wasn't overnight, but um, yeah. it did, it did happen and it's happening now. Yeah. So amazing. And just on that topic, how did you know when it was time to take the leap and cut those apron strings of full-time employment? 
Yeah. And I think this is such um, a mind game for yourself. Like I really think that I probably could have been ready earlier. Mm. Um, But, you know, with society and things, it's always like, oh, you know, you need the security. And like, if you leave, you're not going to get this. And, you know, um, so that was always playing on my mind and having, you know, lots of children, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, it, it is something quite big to go and leave. But when I kind of realized, and um, it was probably around, I'm going to say three years ago now, when I went all in, all in, um, I kind of got to that point. I'm like, the only way I'm going to be able to grow this to where I need it to be is to now dedicate more time mm-hmm. to it. And I knew if I did that, obviously it was going to benefit me greatly. So I had that kind of idea of this is where we're at and this is, you know, can can support. But if I really lean in and take my focus away from all the other things, mm. it could be, you know, where I need it to be um, and sustain it. So, yeah, it, look, it's not an easy step to make. Um, and, you know, for myself, I guess I had family members who didn't even understand what I did. So, you know, my parents and are you sure? Like, you know, it's an online thing. Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, so you do question it. Um, but I knew at that moment in my heart, I was like, I know I can make this work. Like I, I've proven that enough. I, I know that all I need to do is really step in and make it what I want it to be. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, you know, just to to highlight, like at some point you've got to just cut out all the noise and cut out the, you know, not cut them off completely, no. but cut out, you know, those well-meaning, well-intended, loving family and yeah. friends who don't, they just don't quite understand and just really listening to your own intuition yeah, um, I agree. And, yeah. And also, you know, like if you've, you've seen the growth and from just being able, you know, from dedicating the time that you have already, you've seen how that, how that works. And so you've got to sort of look at the proof. <clears throat> yeah. Lean into that. So I'm Absolutely. so excited that, you, yeah. that you, I was so excited at the time when you did that. Um, it was Yeah. I know you were there when that all happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there was a lot of doubt, but you know, and, and when I did it, like it, it was so, I don't know, it was just like the best feeling. I felt free almost in a way like that, you know, constant to and fro of, you know, should I, shouldn't I? And then when I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I did this earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, yeah, it kind of gave me another spark of motivation. It was like, okay, we're doing this and yeah. back. Like, let's go. The thing is that when you remove that trampoline, like you remove that safety net, it's like, I have got no choice now. And you're exactly. so accountable then. It's like a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, so I totally understand. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's so good. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. So exciting. Like it's scary, but exciting. Um, so what would you say has been or is your biggest contributor to success in both your product-based business and uh, now as a business coach? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, from... A personal point of view, I really think that the biggest key for my successes is really staying um, motivated and, you know, like we mentioned before, but 
what is that end goal that we're looking at or what where is it that I'm I'm going and and it is it is hard um and some days you're going to be like why yeah and other days you're like I'm, I'm all in and yeah. I think it's just like the roller coaster of business but I think you know um it's just not giving up it's learning to rest and and just kind of taking a step back when you need and you know just never giving up on that dream and if you want it bad enough you know you'll find a way um and I think that for me as part of my success and just being so determined of what I want to create mm-hmm. um, has really turned it into what it is today. Um, and like you said, late nights and the juggling and the things they needed to happen for it to get where it is now. And um, yeah, it's testing, but you know, if you push through, but yeah, that real motivation determination, I think for me personally, um, outside, obviously like, you know, different strategies that I use in marketing, of course, like, you know, as Rachel would know, I love launches and <laughs> things that excites me and, and, you know, that's, that's my jam, but, um, you know, obviously learning that that has helped, but without me being, you know, passionate, motivated, determined, um, and wanting to put my whole heart into it, I don't think it would have been successful regardless of the strategy. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so any regrets? Any regrets? I think one would have been just trusting myself and maybe going all in a bit earlier. Yeah. I think that was one thing that I regret because I think I could have lifted off a bit quicker. Yeah. Um the other one is not seeking help uh, before I was ready. Yeah, I, I waited a, quite a long time before trying to get some support in different areas. Um, and I think if I did do that a bit earlier, that also could have alleviated some of the, you know, mistakes, whatever you want to say, like we all going to make them, of course, and we all learn from them, but potentially could have alleviated some of those you know, big mistakes that I did make um, along the journey. Yeah. Those mistakes. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I have this sort of philosophy that they're just kind of meant to happen that way. Um, it would be, yeah, nice I yeah. have to, but I sort of look, often look back and I know that I'm even in now I can just think, oh, even just last week, well, maybe shouldn't have done that like that, but you know, <laughs> You know, if you don't make those mistakes, then you you never learn. Like you just never, I don't know, you never cut through to that next phase or, you know, that next level of launch or whatever. Um, Yeah, I agree. Like, and I'm a big believer of just, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You you should just go out and do it. And you will learn like a mistake. Yes, we could sit on it and go, I made a mistake. But like you said, I think it does happen for a reason. You've got to learn the things. And without trying, you'll never know what you should do next time and make it better or avoid it. Um, So I totally am with you on that. And I definitely learn a lot. Um, And it still didn't put me off keeping on going. So yeah. I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, just do hit it. me with all the lessons. Like, just <laughs> just do it. Let's just get it over with. I'll make all the mistakes. It's messy. I'll learn all this stuff and then I'll be like uber successful. <laughs> yeah. But that's how we become better at what we do, you know, and, yeah. and anybody that's kind of in that starting stages, you know, sometimes they are waiting for things to be perfect um, before they, you know, get out there and put the, you know, their first photo or their logo or whatever yeah. at the website. And it's like, you know, I, I totally hear you, but at the same time, 
sometimes you just got to rip the bandaid off, get it out there, and then you can kind of tweak as you go and, and learn from that too. So it does hold us back sometimes if we fear of making mistakes, but you always learn from them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so easy. It's <not> fine. <laughs> so I wish that I had actually started recording um, before we did because Kate and I were having a bit of a deep and meaningful conversation about this um, unpredictable marketplace that we seem to have landed in post COVID. Mm. Um, so business has slowed for a lot of people. Um, I'm seeing businesses close like weekly. I think like just last week or two weeks ago, there were four businesses that closed down and, you know, it gives you, like it gives you as a business owner, it kind of gives you the wobbles <laughs> and, you Absolutely. know, speaking to people and they're sort of like, oh, you know, this whole year has been much slower than previous years. So what can we do as business owners? What would you recommend for businesses to get through this unpredictable market? Because, you know, for those of us who've been in business a long time, we know from proof that there's an ebb and flow that happens with, you know, things that happen in the world affect the, the market and new technologies and different mindsets and all that stuff affects consumer um, behaviour. But if this is your first experience, it's it's incredibly scary and rattling. So, um, yeah, what would you recommend? Yeah, well, absolutely. Like we were talking before and, you know, we've definitely seen a change since that, I call it the little COVID bubbles kind of burst um, because we were seeing more people online and buying online and their behaviours and how they purchase was very different. And it was really an easier way to market, you know, new businesses, especially coming on. And whether it's product or service, I think we saw um, a really big increase for a lot of us. And I think it kind of at this, you know, this false kind of uh, assumption, this is how it works. And it's like, it's fairly easy. And a lot of people didn't really have a strategy, I believe in, um, you know, those foundational elements that we need to do ongoingly in our business in the, you know, ebbs and flows, like you said, and it is a part of business, um, regardless of the COVID bubble. Um, yeah. with that's happened prior to that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, look, you, you know, you'll get through it, um, but you need to have a look at what you're doing now and where can we shift and where can we change or where haven't we really dived into um, that area that um, might've been a little bit easier and didn't have to focus. And even conversations I'm having with a lot of e-commerce ladies is like, well, do you have your email marketing set up? And a lot of the time they say no. And, you know, if that's you listening to this, you need to go and get that set up. Like that is an absolute, um, almost automated goldmine for e-commerce, you know, mm product-based businesses. Um, so, you know, there's definitely lots of areas that you can still lean into to get you through this hump. You will get through it. It will get better. Um, but it is about looking at ways to shift your strategies that you've previously done. And, you know, from my own business and businesses I work with, we, we're still seeing that consistent increase of sales in their business. There's still people buying. It's just how they're buying might be different or how we market to them might be different mm -hmm. and what you need to put in might be different to what you're previously doing. So, you know, I know it's a weird, you know, environment we're in, um, but people are still buying stuff and that's for lots of different reasons, you know, that need, want, desire. So 
yeah, maybe have a look at what you're currently doing and where's somewhere you could shift and maybe put some energy into that and refine what you're doing and, um, you know, see what happens with that because I can guarantee that you will be able to still make progress if you put some of that work in. Yeah, wise, wise words. So mm. finally, just getting to the end of our, our lovely discussion, <laughs> what, Kate, is your number one must do activity or thing um, to set you up for a successful product launch? Yeah, absolutely. And product launches have really been a key driver for um, my own businesses and also for other ladies that I work with. And I think a lot of the time people think, you know, that one launch I do over that few days, that's, you know, the moneymaker. That's where the things happen. That's where I should be making lots of sales. And the problem is we haven't done the pre-launch and I know you you knew I was going to say this but <laughs> the pre-launch is the most important part if you are coming up to a launch or even a promotion but also in your business in general is what we do those few weeks out is how we attract more potential customers and buyers when we do launch and so that pre-launch phase is where we're priming them up you know we're nurturing them we're showing the things that might be coming or what is going to be happening in a few weeks this is where we're trying to attract more people so the visibility maybe you're leaning in with collaborations maybe it's influencers or people in your network like how are you getting visibility on your brand through the social platforms growing your email list, like I said. Um, and really, by the time you go to launch, those people should be ready and waiting to buy. And that's the key difference is a launch, yep, you can do all the things, but if you've got nobody ready and waiting to buy or they don't even know what your product is that you're trying to promote, then they're going to take time to think about it. So they're not necessarily going to convert in that period. So the pre-launch, if you want a successful launch, pre-launch is where it's at. Um, and there is a strategy and a bit of a framework to follow um, in the lead up to your launch. But that definitely can change the game from a launch that is meh to a launch that is like, wow, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice um, for anyone that is thinking about launching. And launching is not a one-time thing. I just want to add that in because a lot of people say, I've already launched. It's like you should always be in some form of a launch cycle in your business and you should map those out really. Um, I generally say within a 12-month period, so you're not launching all the time, but you do have different promotions and launches happening throughout the year. So you can build that momentum in between, have your launch, and then you kind of go back into some form of that launch cycle. Yeah, that's a good point because like unless you are, you are seasoned in this, um, marketing landscape I guess launching it means like the the first time like Very the cool. one time and yeah. you know I see so many businesses you know well and it makes sense to then to have multiple launches or I guess promotions is a good mm -hmm. another good word for it promotional periods um, because when you launch like when you're a new business you don't actually have an awful lot of like a big audience to launch to <laughs> So it doesn't make really much sense to just launch and then quietly sit there waiting for, for people to come along. Um, yeah, I love that being proactive with different creative promotions is, you know, it's, it makes sense. And, and quite often I also like when we have this 
you know, if we're running a business from home or it's only really small or we're also running, you know, have employment, our mindset kind of affects that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like to sort of highlight things like stores like um, like Maya or Big W or JB Hi-Fi, like they are uber successful product businesses, stores, um, I don't know. Um, but they're running promotions like weekly, like they're sending, they're blasting their email list and they've got no shame in it. Um, yes. So I'm like, you have got to have the JB Hi-Fi mindset. <laughs> yeah, you do. you got to be okay to to promote and um, and sell your product. But, it, you know, again, it doesn't have to be every minute sell, sell, sell. No. It's just awareness. Like this is what I have. This is where yeah. you can get it, you know, and a great example there. And I always use the one of Adairs because I am on the Adairs email list and I swear to everybody almost. It's like I've got a sale on. Are you or, a linen lover, Kate? I am a linen I'm lover. I'm a linen lover. You know, and I shopped up. <laughs> the other week but um you know I don't unsubscribe because I love their stuff and you know I think that's a difference when you get the right kind of customers on your email list or in your Instagram they're not they're not worried that you're telling them about your products or you do have a promotion because if they're ready to buy they will and they just see the opportunity so yeah it's almost taking yourself out of it and thinking I'm promoting myself and they're going to think I'm salesy and and really giving your customers an opportunity to buy the thing or remind them of what you have a lot of them might be juggling motherhood as well and we know our time frames are very small and we forget so yeah don't be afraid you maybe don't have to be jb hi-fi but you could just take a little inspiration and apply that and see what happens yeah i love that because i use that example all the time i love it (laughs) All right, lovely. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today, but I have got some fun questions to wrap up. Yep. Um, so it's kind of like a rapid fire thing. So I'm going to ask what your favorite is and I'll say a word and then it's just whatever comes to mind. All right. What's your favorite app? Ooh, Instagram. Time of day? Morning. Exercise? Walk. Um, favorite habit or ritual? Coffee. <laughs> Same. Same. No shame in that. No um, shame. Multiple children equals coffee. Multiple. Um, all right. Favorite way to relax? Ooh, I do like watching Netflix. Nice. Mm. And that I love that. That you know you can be a successful entrepreneur and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Absolutely. Um, and your favorite thing about your business? Oh, my favorite thing is just what it's created for me mm. and also the ability to help other people. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. I've loved chatting with you. Um, oh, thank so, you. where can the ladies find you? Yeah, so I definitely am over at Instagram. I know Roy mentioned it a couple of times. Um, <laughs> you can find me um, on Instagram at meant to biz. So come and find me, say hello. Um, yeah, would love to meet your ladies that are on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. Welcome.
If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, I invite you to share the link with another woman in business or someone who needs to hear this message. Every woman we can support to grow a meaningful, profitable brand is another woman who is free to live a purposeful life for herself and be more present for her family. None of us are alone in the challenges we face in business, but the solution can start with a gift from someone else, and it could be a podcast episode just like this one. Thank you for listening.